Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Creatives of Windsor podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Sheridan, and today I'm sitting down with Tylene Gall, who runs the Instagram blog, Tylene's Plant-Based Kitchen. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I kind of wanted to, I guess, give everybody like a background on like what you're doing in case like they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you run the Instagram blog, Tylene's Plant-Based Kitchen. Um, what are you doing with that page? Like what is your goals? Yeah, so overall on the page, I started as posting healthy plant-based recipes. Like I have a big passion for eating health, healthy plant-based foods. And so that's how I started. And I still do focus on that, but I've been kind of having fun with integrating just fun lifestyle things into that. So that's where I'm at now with it. And I'm pretty new at it still. Like I just started two years ago when I finished university. So yeah, that's, I'm just having fun with it. Like it's, it's really a fun hobby for me. That's why I started it. And I love it. It's like my little passion project that's cool that's cool yeah I well I obviously um think it's cool as well that's why I asked you to come on (laughs) Uh, I saw it and I was like that's cool like I thought you'd be somebody interesting to talk to so it's all plant-based things so are you a vegan or yeah so I just like to call myself plant-based because I'm not like strictly vegan um I do I don't like to I used to be more vegan and then I kind of started to notice that I was getting into almost like a restrictive mindset. Like I would see things and I don't have any allergies. So I would see things that aren't vegan and I'd be like, oh, that looks really good, but I can't have it. And I went vegan originally for like health, just to eat healthy food, like plant-based foods. That's what's best for me. So yeah, I started out vegan and then I just recently kind of like to call myself plant-based because I don't like to restrict any foods like if I see something and I want it I will have it so yeah I'm plant-based and 90% of the time I am eating plant-based foods but I like to splurge every once in a while and have like a treat that's not vegan so yeah that's cool um I've always kind of said like yeah a lot of people like think it's like you got to be like hardcore, cut and dry, like you can't have anything. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of like, no, I think like that's sometimes that's unrealistic, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think it's better if you even if everybody eats three meals a day, like even if two of those are plant-based and one isn't like that's still better than, you know. Yeah, for sure. So it kind of sucks that like people think like you have to be and then like then they fall off or they don't do it after however many years and then they're just like, oh, then they kind of abandon the whole thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's hard in that that's exactly what I noticed. Like being vegan, it's there's a lot of um, like once you say you're vegan, then if someone brings in donuts to the office, then they'll they'll automatically say like, oh, you can't have this. It's not vegan. it's like, but (laughs) I wanted it. (laughs) it, It's, it's, um, yeah, it's difficult because it just has this whole idea around it for others around you. And yeah, it's, I found it a bit restricting, but it doesn't have to be restricting to everyone. Like totally not like some people 
and also I was doing it for health like obviously some people are really passionate about the animals so I can understand that side of things too yeah for sure like yeah if you can if not like if people can do it like full-time that's great but if Mm -hmm. some people only do it like for some of their meals like that's great you know like whatever you're comfortable doing yeah there's kind of like three reasons like people like they do it for health environment and then animals yeah so yours was like primarily like health and like the foods you were consuming and stuff like that yeah like I was finding so I'm actually pretty recent um plant-based like um I'd say not even three years now so I started vegetarian well I started like just taking out meat and I was still eating fish and cheese and all things that and then I moved I just took out fish. I did it in steps. So, and then I, I really did notice that dairy was affecting me. So yeah, that's, uh, why I switched to just not having dairy in my diet because it just wasn't good for me, but I know it works for a lot of people. So yeah, me too. I kind of, I I don't eat too much dairy myself. Yeah. Um, I've never gone like vegan or vegetarian, Mm -hmm. but I'm always like kind of interested in, in that kind of, um, I guess lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was vegetarian for like seven years. Oh, wow. Uh, she's not anymore, but she was for a while. Her main reason was the animals. Yeah. Um, which is super cool. Have you ever seen the documentary, um, Cowspiracy? Hmm. I don't think I've watched that one, but I've watched a few that are on Netflix. I've watched Game Changers. That's, okay. that's a good one. I think I, oh, Forks over knives, that's on my watch list. Like, I have to watch that one. I've heard so many things about that one. I've never seen those, but uh, Cowspiracy, it's a few years old now. It's probably close to, like, 10 years old, but that one is, like, all environment. Okay. That's pretty much, like, what the whole movie's about. It pretty much shows, like, how bad eating meat is mm-hmm. for the environment, but mostly from, like, a, like the farming standpoint and especially okay. water. Like, yeah. h- how much water you waste to, mm-hmm. like keep these millions and millions of cows like alive and you know just like an unnecessary kind of volume yeah and uh it's pretty cool it's it's like i'm really big into like environmental things like that yeah very like outdoors kind of person so that was really um like that movie kind of resonated with me a lot yeah i'll have to watch that one um yeah so out of the three reasons like my main reason was for health for myself, I found that was the best, but then the other things just kind of come along with it. Like I was happy that I was also helping the environment and yeah, so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody like has one, but like the other ones are like kind of good too bonus. to go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like a bonus. Um, so on your page, I saw you did a reel recently with microgreens. Oh yeah. So can you kind of like, I just saw you get really excited. Can you kind of give myself, cause I'm always interested in like cool little like healthy things like that. Yeah. Um, can you kind of give myself and like the people like a run through on what that is? Oh my gosh. Microgreens are so awesome. So there's a business in Kingsville or Taliza. They, um, the, one of the owners, so it's a husband and wife, it's a couple and the husband is an engineer, but he specialized in, agriculture I don't know the exact name of the type of engineering but yeah so he's like the best at knowing exactly how to grow these microgreens but that's just a little backstory microgreens itself they're just these little sprouts they're the cutest thing and you 
would see them often at like fancy restaurants. They'll just put a few sprigs on just to, if anyone doesn't know what microgreens are, just so they can kind of picture them. But what, why they're so awesome is because they are up to 40 times more nutrient dense than the full grown counterpart vegetables. So these little microgreens, what they are is it's just like a step in the process of any vegetables growth. So this week, so I have the subscription program. So this week I have carrot microgreens. So it's just like a little tiny carrot basically, but it's just the leaf, like the microgreen. And yeah, these things are up to 40 times more nutrient dense than the full grown vegetables. So you only need to eat a little amount and you get in all those nutrients that you need. So it's super convenient. Like you don't have to worry about having half your plate be vegetables. You can just throw a handful on and like you're good to go. You're getting so many nutrients and they're super packed with antioxidants, which are good for everything pretty much. Fighting off diseases, anti-aging. <laughs> they're good for so many things. They're a really powerful plant (laughs) that's cool so you just like kind of put do they have like a strong taste to them or yeah so it depends which one um ortaliza i think they grow like over 60 different varieties of microgreens so i have the subscription so every week i get four different varieties and some are more subtle and others are like packed with flavor like for instance the radish microgreens or the mustard microgreens like they are so cool. Like I love giving the radish microgreen to someone and saying like, it tastes just like a radish, like eat this. And yeah, it's just, you eat it and it's like a burst of flavor of a radish, but you wouldn't think that because it's just like this little microgreen, like they're so awesome. That's cool. Um, so like, can you buy, like you said you have a subscription for them. Can Mm -hmm. you buy them locally or where do you get them from? Yeah. So Ortaliza is located in Kingsville. Um, So they have a subscription program where they deliver the microgreens to your door every Friday. So you can choose to do that or you can go to their storefront and buy them. Um, Yeah, that's what I know around the Windsor-Essex area that sells them. But uh, sometimes different vendors will have them at the farmer's market as well, downtown Windsor farmer's market. So just got to keep your eye out for them and I suggest giving them a try because they're really fun. <laughs> how are they like how's the price point on those like what do they cost? So they are a bit more pricey than like your normal vegetable at the grocery store like a box will be like six dollars but like I said they're packed with nutrients they're like up to 40 times more nutrient dense so you're getting a smaller amount but you're getting so much more nutrients than what you'd buy at the grocery store and you don't have to eat a lot like a little goes a long way yeah okay so it's a little more expensive but like you use less so it's actually not too bad like six dollars yeah. for a box is that's not that doesn't sound too bad yeah oh that's cool very interesting so you kind of you brought up the farmer's markets and yes. i assume doing a plant-based um blog you probably go to lots of those i love the farmer's markets so much. i love going to any farmer's market um so which ones do you like obviously the downtown farmer's market's mm-hmm. a big one yeah uh do you go to the one that's on howard like <clears throat> it's on Howard. There's like the little white church 
whenever okay. you get to Amherstburg and they, and, and on Sunday, I think it's Sunday mornings, they'll like set things up and it's like a little farmer's oh, market. Cool. No, I haven't been. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. That one's sweet. Um, I've, I don't know what it's called. I've just driven by it. Yeah. Which ones are kind of your favorites? Where do you like to go? Yeah. I really just go to the downtown Windsor farmer's market. It's like a weekly ritual when I don't have other plans. I love hitting up the farmer's market on Saturday mornings grabbing a coffee and walking around. It's so nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what are, are there some like coffee shops or plant, like what are your favorite like plant-based or like a uh, coffee shop that kind of cater to that market in Windsor? Like where, where do you, where's your go-to spots? Oh, I, that's like one of my hobbies is going to cafes. <laughs> um, but specifically if I'm going to the farmer's market, I will go to the coffee exchange. I like I like it there. It's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, that's and I'm forgetting the name, but there's this gorgeous trailer that sets up at the farmers market, and they serve. They have Colombian coffee, so it's amazing too. I love it. I've shared it on my page before. It starts with an M, but. I can't remember. I, I, I think I know who you're talking about, and I can't remember either, but um, somebody will hear it, and then they yeah. can just look it up, and they'll find it, so yeah. it's no big deal. <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're into, like, this healthy eating and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you into any, like, um, physical, like, things? Like, do you play any sports or activities or anything like that? Uh, not, like, I do exercise, and but I'm not, like die hard into anything like I I do appreciate getting in movement just going for walks or I don't even have a gym membership currently actually I usually just work out at home I really like Sydney Cummings on YouTube so I just do she has tons of workout videos so I do that at home go for walks and I have done a moto hot yoga membership for a month and that was amazing I loved that so I've been considering signing up for a year there, but it's a big commitment and might be buying a house soon. So I'm just like thinking where I'll be located and with my job, like, but I know they have tons of different class classes that you can always make one, but yeah, it's just like a transitional period in life. Where, where do you go for that? What's it called? Moto Yoga. It's, um... It's on Ottawa Street. Okay. And they also have one in Tecumseh. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, there's a bunch of good like um, yoga places around the city that yeah. are just specifically yoga. Yeah. Uh, I have a membership at Good Life and they have yoga classes there. Okay. So I'll go to those. But yeah. I should start actually going to like a real yoga studio because like yeah. they're a little more legit, I guess. Yeah, Moto is a really fun place and they have really great instructors too. Oh, that's cool. Nice, nice. Um, so... Let's see. Um, I have a bunch of questions here that are kind of things that I wanted to go over with you. Um, so do you um, do you meal prep? Definitely. Yeah, because I work um, full time and I work on site like I don't work remotely. But even if you do work remotely, I think it is a good idea to meal prep. But yeah, so meal prep is a must for me because... Yeah, I just don't know how I'd do it any other way. Like, I just love 
meal prepping my lunches and breakfasts for work on Sundays and then I have it all in the fridge and then every workday morning I just throw it in my lunch pail and I'm good to go. Very convenient. What are your, what are some of your go-to, we'll do each meal, so what are some of your go-to breakfasts? Yeah, so I I start work at 7 a.m. so I don't eat breakfast at home. I pack my breakfast and eat it at work Um, and I also just like eat later in the morning like around nine okay I just like to have tea in the morning and then I go to have my breakfast but anyways my go-to breakfast is this chocolate berry chia pudding and that's what I've been making recently normally for my breakfast meal preps I'll make something for like weeks and then I'll switch it up and it's really just back and forth between chia seed pudding and overnight oats I really just keep it really simple that's like all my recipes because life's busy so I keep things simple and for sure that's the best way to do it yeah (laughs) um that's cool so um do you have do you post recipes to any of these Mm -hmm. things on your page because I saw you do yeah I've I've seen it so I don't know why I asked (laughs) but yes she does post recipes (laughs) to these things um so do you come up with these recipes yourself or did you kind of like find them and modify them Yeah, so the recipe that I just mentioned, the chocolate berry chia pudding, um, it's out of the How Not to Die cookbook, which is, I know the name is kind of intimidating, but (laughs) it's uh, by Dr. Michael Greger, and he's a plant-based doctor and just very knowledgeable, and I love his books. Um, So I got this cookbook by him, and it just has some amazing healthy recipes, like just recipes packed with so many antioxidants and so many good things. So that's one of them. And I, I have posted it on my page. Um, but m- most of the recipes I post, I it's a bit, a bit of a mix. Like some I will have in a cookbook and I just find it like really, it's one of my go-tos. So I'll post it because I want to post things that like I actually make a lot and that's because if it's valuable to me, I think it would be valuable to others. For sure. So, and then other things like this one kimchi soup that I make in my Instant Pot, um, I just kind of make it up, and it's another one of my go-tos, so I'll post that. So it's a it's a good mix, like, of from my favorite cookbooks and just things that I, like, throw together. That's cool. Um, so one of my favorite, um, I guess like healthy little power meals is acai bowls. Oh yeah. I'm assuming you've had those before. Yeah. Now there wasn't too many places in Windsor that sold them. Yeah. Uh, bubbles and cream, which just opened up in South Windsor. Okay. Um, it's on Dominion and Graham Maris. They started making them like some pretty legit ones. Um, I really got into those going out to California because obviously they're everywhere out there (laughs) and they're like really good. Uh, I would always eat those like before, after, like I would surf out there or do like a big activity, you know? Yeah. And I love them. And I was kind of bummed that like Windsor didn't have too many places. Um, Healthy mom on Lesperance has them, but they're kind of far from me. Yeah. And then booster juice has them, but like, that's kind of lame. So (laughs) like, I like local places that sell these cool things. So yeah, they're really good there. So, yeah, do you have your own recipe for acai bowls, or do you? Yeah, so, actually, like, a year ago, Costco was selling this um, acai mix, and it was, 
I loved it so much. It had acai in it and mango and pineapple. And I would just throw that in a blender with milk and um, flax seeds and blend it up. And it would make awesome acai bowls. But I think it's like a seasonal thing. I hope it is at least because I hope they come back with it this summer. But ever since like that has gone out of stock. Yeah, Costco doesn't sell it anymore. I didn't mention that. But Yeah, because like I've been trying to find one for forever. The Superstore mm-hmm. has like a bag in there. Like, you know, they have like their frozen fruits in those bags. Yeah. They started selling one that said like acai paste. Okay. And I've used it a few times. It's pretty good, but it's like it's not as legit as you would find at like um, what's that store in the U.S. that has like the really healthy foods? Um, Trader Joe's. Mm, no whole foods whole foods they sell like real stuff like that okay yeah i think i know what you're talking about it comes in like these almost like freezer um freezy things and like it yeah so i've never tried that but yeah this stuff at costco i loved and hopefully they come back with it this summer but i would make acai bowls with that and then ever since that kind of i go in phases like Sometimes I make smoothie bowls and I'll be on that for like a couple weeks and then I switch it up. I'll go on to smoothies like it's just whatever I'm feeling. But for a while now, I've been on the smoothie grind. That's cool. I'm definitely going to go through your Instagram more and like really look for these recipes. Yeah. And try a few. I'm always looking for um, like really healthy things that are like Mm -hmm. good fuel, Mm -hmm. you know, so like I feel full for a while. Like I'm pretty big. Uh, I need a lot of food and I'm always like. Even when I'm just working, like when I'm thinking a lot, like I can really feel it if I haven't eaten or if I eat something unhealthy. Yeah. And then like anytime you do an activity, like if I'm doing like a sport or whatever I do, um, I like to climb a lot. Like I always got to make sure like I eat the right amount of especially something healthy. Yeah. um, Before you do those things. Yeah. Yeah. The rest, like my main interest in recipes is finding I just like using whole foods like really nutrient dense plant-based foods so it's I try and pack as much good things into my recipes like fruits and flaxseed and turmeric like all the things so and then in terms of just getting full like I often use protein powder so for someone like you like over me like maybe you'd want to use two scoops that kind of thing yeah I always try to like put protein powder in whenever I'm mixing things up. Yeah. My kind of go-to is whenever I can't think of something is I just eat like a ton of fruit. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the best way to go. Yeah. If you're craving something really healthy and yeah. fuel. For sure. Um, so we only did breakfast. What are kind of yeah. some of your go-to lunches? Um, so I have an instant pot, which also just awesome for meal prepping it's so convenient I make a lot of stews in there and like all winter long every week every Sunday I just throw together a different stew in the instant pot and it's super easy like literally all the time it takes me is to cut up the vegetables and I throw in beans as my protein beans are so healthy for you and so that's like my main source of protein is normally I try and get it from like the whole food of beans but I do eat a lot of tofu um so yeah in the winter it's like stews every single week like just whatever veggies I have in the fridge I cut it up and I make a different stew um and then 
since we're transitioning into like the warmer weather, I've kind of gotten out of the stews and just making different things. Like this week, I marinated tofu and I'm having tofu steaks with potatoes and black beans and microgreens. That's been my lunch this week. So I change it up and I just really try and keep it simple for me because I don't like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen on Sunday. Like I yeah. I just try and do something that's quick, but also I will enjoy. Like I, I want something delicious and healthy for me so I can look forward to something when I'm at work. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So that was that kind of brings me to my next question is like when you meal prep on Sunday, do you meal prep the same lunch for all five days of work? Yeah, so I normally do four meals, and then I leave Friday open. So Friday, I'll nor I'll either have something really simple like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah, yeah. or um, it'll be like leftovers from Thursday night. I just kind of leave one day because five days is more to meal prep than four, so it's just easier for me to make up four and. Then I and it's also nice to have a little bit of a change. So I have like the same thing Monday through Thursday, and I enjoy that. Like I don't get bored of it. And then Fridays, I just leave it for like a fun day. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, yeah, leave it for a fun day. Yeah. Um, for going out, um, are there like what are some of your favorite spots around the city that you like to go eat at? Yeah, not gonna lie, I do like indulge in eating food out. Like I don't always eat healthy like I know that's my main focus for recipes like if I'm cooking like it will be healthy but um a couple times throughout the week we eat out and like last night Osmos <laughs> that's uh by the university yep yep and I got a falafel wrap and fries so yeah I like eating fun things too yeah, for sure um but some of my go-tos for like dinner would be Honestly, lately we've been kind of lazy and just ordering skip the dishes. So Osmo's um, Oven 360, they have plant-based cheese or vegan cheese, and it's so good, actually. Um, my boyfriend isn't vegan, and he gets the plant-based, the vegan cheese because it's that good, and really? like he'll get meat on it. So it's kind of funny, but um, yeah, Oven 360 osmos local places nooch is awesome that's a really fun place um is that that's on erie street yeah 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 it's really cool yeah i'm i'm kind of blanking on no that was a, that was that was a good amount that was a good amount yeah. um so i saw on your page that you recently went to uh, i think mexico yeah do you travel a lot well i'm just recently getting out of university so I've been working full-time now for two years cool. um so with work I want to travel as much as I can like when I have vacation um yeah so we're just kind of getting into that like taking vacation honestly when we were in engineering there was no time for that like no time to travel so just starting to get into that so yeah went on a big trip to Mexico and hopefully every year we go on something really fun yeah whenever I go to places like that I, I'm always inspired to eat like their food but places yeah. like Mexico 
they always like there's really not a lot of unhealthy things especially Mm -hmm. like within the local communities down there yeah and i always find it like really inspiring to eat like super healthy when i'm traveling and it's so easy like i find it so hard in canada and in the u.s yeah but in places like that it's pretty easy like do you find the same like the stuff down there is all like really natural and fresh yeah, like I was eating a lot of guacamole and pico de gallo. It was out at every meal, so I loved it. And um, when I travel, like I I don't restrict myself. So I was eating like fish over there. And I like it because like the fish is much fresher there. Like it's straight from the ocean rather than here. Like it's frozen and packed. So I enjoy that. And yeah, it's just really fresh food, like you were saying. Yeah, for sure. Like whenever I'm, uh, I, whenever I've gone to uh, Nicaragua, I've been there a few times. Uh, we always stay like obviously right on the ocean, and sometimes the uh, the hostel that I've stayed at. Every time I go there, some guys will go out on like a fishing tour, and whenever they catch, like that's what they'll make for dinner that oh. night. So they'll kind of put like a poster up, like you know, tonight's dinner is like fish we caught an hour ago. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! I'll need to yeah. get like hostel suggestions from you. I've never stayed at a hostel, but if if they aren't, I've heard some horse stories. So if they are, if you don't have horse stories, then I might be interested in staying sometime. I've never had anything like bad or horror story wise happen at a hostel. I've had some like pretty weird experiences at hotels. Yeah. Okay. Um, some like sketchy hotels, but like hostels, especially in like Central America like that, actually anywhere, like it's mostly just, um, how old are you? I'm 23. Okay, so I'm 27. Uh, I started staying in hostels when I was 21. Mm -hmm. And honestly, 95% of the people there are all people like our age, like in their 20s, Mm -hmm. maybe like 20 or 20 to 35, I would say. Um, And then there's some like, there's some older folks kind of hanging around too, but they're always cool. But mostly it's just kids in their 20s traveling cheap, like all into and doing the same thing. And a lot of the times it's people on their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of women over men actually like whenever there's people on their own uh, especially from like Europe and stuff like that and honestly like when you're traveling by yourself hostel's perfect because like you kind of do your thing all day yeah but then around like dinner time you go to like they always have a common room you go there you make friends in like five minutes because like you just walk in and somebody's like hey like come sit with us when they see you're alone yeah um or you just do it to them or whatever and then you know you go for dinner with a group of people or you go here you do this yeah there's always interesting conversation because everybody's from somewhere new. Yeah. Um, what are some, uh, did you have like some countries or spots that you were like on your kind of bucket list? Well, I definitely want to go to California someday. That's uh, on an, on the list for sure. Hawaii, like probably Hawaii in like five years. Cause that's uh, like, I've heard it it's like pretty expensive like it can be upwards to like five thousand dollars for a trip but depends how you do it of course like if you do hostels and everything like I'm sure you can do it on a good price but um yeah just and I'm really into cafe culture so I want to go to like a European country and I just want to like I don't want to do the touristy things I just want to go and just walk around like the local streets go to cafes, like, I think that would be so nice, and just see the culture, like, that's the nice thing about hostels, I think, I've never been to one, but I think it's cool that you meet people, and you get, 
like their experiences so they'll teach you like what are good spots around the area and yeah you you learn a lot from other people yeah definitely like there's always people at hostels that have been there before yeah um like there's one that i stay at in california and i always stay there and i go a lot Mm -hmm. and a lot of the people there it's their first time so like i'll show people that i just met like this is where you eat (laughs) this is like kind of like a cool little like hidden gem and stuff like that yeah it's definitely fun to uh to make friends while you're out there oh yeah and the first time you go yeah like go with um like with your boyfriend or with your friends and like stay at a hostel in a group yeah and then you won't feel like as nervous because like you'll be the like the bigger yeah. group, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too at hostels, like there's dorm rooms where we all sleep together, um, whatever, 10, 8, 14 beds. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, there's mixed ones and then there's just men's ones and just women's ones too. And then there's also private rooms. Okay. So you could like stay in the private room also and then yeah. just go hang out with everybody in like the common room or oh, okay. the kitchen. People are always making like cool foods in those kitchens. Yeah, I bet. Always like, always like pretty uh, plant plant-based you know people that stay in hostels are usually kind of like into that vibe so cool yeah yeah um so you mentioned school uh you're an engineer yeah what kind of engineer are you i'm an industrial engineer so what do you um like what does an industrial engineer do i guess in like a broad sense yeah so industrial engineers are all about optimizing processes in mostly factory settings um yeah, especially around this area, like there's a lot of automotive, so um, optimizing processes, but also industrial engineers can do project management, like just organization management in general. Yeah, so I'm a my title is actually project manager, so that's what I do. And cool. <laughs> do you like that? Do you like your job? Yeah, it's uh, it's suited for me. Like, I wouldn't say it's super fun, but it, it's a good job. Like, that's always why I went into engineering is it is suited for me. Like, I wouldn't have went into school for anything else. Like, I need a, I need a challenge or else I just get bored. So... Yeah, so it was it was stressful. It was hard, but yeah, it was good. And now, yeah, life's good. Good job and yeah. That's good. Yeah, every day's like I'm sure every day's different. There's always like new problems to solve and you're yeah. not doing the same thing every day, which is always nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like a job where you have duties that you do every day like it's always something different. And also, I forgot to mention, in industrial engineering, a big part of what industrial engineers do also is, like, continuous improvement. So along the lines of line optimization, continuous improvement is big in the industrial engineering field, too. Oh, cool. And you went to uh, University of Windsor for all that? Yep. Nice. Um, so another thing, so you're making this content on your page. Mm -hmm. What are you using for your videos and your photos and all that stuff? Are you just using your phone? Yeah, I actually just use my phone. Yep. Pretty simple. (laughs) It's worked out so far. Yeah. Phones are so great. I find it so weird. Like I'm doing videos for, um, I just talked about this in a, in like two episodes ago on a podcast. Um, but like I have all this, crazy amount of gear for you know that I've used to do video work and photo work for my whole career that I use every day and I still use this stuff mm-hmm. but for some of the projects I do now like I use my phone yeah. 
and it's really odd um but you know the quality is great and if you're going to use it just for social media you might as well just use your phone because it's a you know it's quicker yeah 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 i know phone quality like Cameras on phones nowadays are so high quality that they can almost compare to like, or sometimes they can compare to, you know, real cameras. Yeah, especially when you're just watching it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like if the video is meant to be viewed on your phone, yeah. then it can be shot with your phone. Yeah. Um, for the most part, especially if it's like simple things like you just talking to your camera and doing like little vlog things. Yeah. Uh, it's totally, it's totally good enough. Um, so... Do you have like do you have like a little like phone tripod that you set it up on when you're filming yourself and stuff? Uh, sometimes I do. I have just like I got all my tripods as gifts actually. Um, but I have two tripods. Ones that ones like you can set up taller, and then this other one you can kind of just form on a table, and it's pretty handy. So if I'm just like filming in my kitchen, I'll form it so it stays and looks good and then the other one if I want to get like a full view shot of me I'll put it up and yeah honestly I I just keep it really simple like um I I didn't learn photography or anything in school I'm I just enjoy it it's fun for me so I do what works and so far, yeah, I, I like just keeping it simple with my phone and the tripods make it easier to get certain shots. Of yourself, for sure, yeah. Do you, um, like, when you take the pictures of, like, your setups and stuff, mm-hmm. um, do you put a lot of planning into those or do you just kind of try to do it as, like, quick and simple as you can? No, I don't put a lot of planning into it. I, like, pictures, I I like to just take pictures of, like, moments, uh, that I enjoy, so I don't, like, set up a scene or anything. Okay. Well, it kind of depends what it is. Like, if I was to take a picture of a final recipe that I made, of course I'll just, like, try and get in good lighting and take a picture. But I'm really, I like just capturing moments. Like, that's what my interest in, like, photography and taking videos is. So... Yeah, I don't put a lot of thought into it, um, into like taking pictures, but sometimes a video I'll, I'll put like, uh, I'll jot notes of just what I want to say and just to make sure I hit those points. But I like to keep it like not scripted, very just flows naturally. So yeah, for sure. Like I'm always, I'm, I'm the same way. I always like to plan things out and like have my list and like mm-hmm. a general plan. Yeah. And then when you sit down to do it, you can like, you can throw that list out the window and you can just do your thing. And then if you ever get stuck mm-hmm. um, or things aren't going like the way you want them to, then you can get, you can just like pull up your list and be like, oh yeah, this is kind of what I wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the best way to, uh, to look at it. Um, so, um, now that it's summer, do you have any big plans for the summer? Like, what are you doing? Lots of farmer's markets. Yeah, that's what I was expecting you to yeah. say. <laughs> Just going to cafes. Um, I th- think we're going to go to Chicago in September for my birthday. So nothing really crazy. Like I just, I like the simple things. Like I just like to chill and yeah, enjoy just 
I I like staying at home. I like going to cafes. I like going. Recently, I've actually been, which I never was really into, but I enjoy now like going to bars too, like and just having like nice drinks and making them at home is fun too. Honestly, yeah. ever since Mexico, like I was enjoying <laughs> the margaritas in Mexico. So then we had to buy the stuff to make margaritas at home. So that's been fun too. I, I like making drinks at home too. Um, I kind of have like a whole little setup. Yeah. Um, I really into like the only alcohol I really, really like is tequila and mezcal. Um, mm. Have you had mezcal? No, I've never heard of it. It's kind of, uh, how do you explain it? Uh, without sounding pretentious. So it's it's kind of, it, it's pretty much like tequila, except for the way it's made, it's smoked. Okay. So tequila is made in tequila, Mexico, from an agave plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mezcal is also made from an agave plant, but it can be made from, like, a bigger variety of, of, of the plants, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's like, the way it's made, it's smoked, so it has, like, a really, like, smoky taste to it. Wow. It's kind of like... Um, it's not like whiskey, but it's like it's like harder and like thicker like whiskey. Okay. It's really, really good. Mm, um, I'll have to try it. I love tequila. That's like, I don't really care for like the taste of vodka. Um, yes, I love the taste of tequila in drinks, so I'll have to try that. Yeah, you, they have mezcal margaritas. Okay. You should try one of those. Sometimes yeah. even too, like you just do, um, like if a margarita calls for like one and a half shots. Yeah. Or one and a half ounces. Um, do, I'll do like the one of tequila and then the half of mezcal. Okay. Just to get like a little bit like of some, some smokiness to it. Yeah, I uh, love that. What uh, what kind of margaritas have you been making? I saw you post, I think I saw you posted one. It was yeah. red. Yeah. So been experimenting adding fruit. And just a side note, I know I like to (laughs) eat a lot of healthy things, but I said I also like to indulge, but I try and keep it under like, depends on the week, of course, like if there's a celebration, I'll have more than two, but like some weeks I'll have two, a lot of weeks I'll have none. Like it's kind of like one of those phases we go through too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, been adding fruit and it's so good. So we have this little, like, I need to get a bar cart. I've been searching for a vintage bar cart, cool. but I need to find, like, a cool one. Like, I can't just buy an average one from, like, HomeSense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, cool pieces of furniture. So, um, but we have this cocktail-making set, and, yeah, so there's this muddler. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably sound like such an amateur, but it's so fun. So I put, like, raspberries in the little cup, and then I like uh, use the muddler with date syrup and raspberries and like squished it up and then I added the <laughs> lime juice tequila con contro what's that one the orange liqueur um like a triple sec kind of thing yeah yeah okay but um yeah so just putting like fresh fruit and date syrup in it and uh also did strawberry so so far done original margaritas strawberry and raspberry cool i gotta try that because i'm always making like different like twists on margaritas Mm. i make one um actually if you give me a second i can pull it up here and give you a recipe i made uh it's one of my favorites i came up with this probably last fall um where is it okay here it is so it is 
a smoked honey and cinnamon mezcal tequila mix. It's really good. Uh, so I have. Have you ever had a smoked cocktail? No. So there's this. They smell like smoke kits, which I have because I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like a wooden circle yeah i've seen it and then yeah so you put it over top of the glass and then you put wood chips in and the wood chips are like different flavors there's like apple and hickory whatever so you pick one and then you like hit it with a torch and it fills the whole glass up with smoke and then you just you leave that and then you take you make your drink so mine i do yeah i do a shot of a full shot of tequila and then half of the mezcal and then an ounce of grapefruit juice and then um have you made simple syrup before no, I've never made it. So it's really easy to make. It's just one-to-one sugar and water. Okay. And then you boil it. Yeah. So instead of doing um, one-to-one sugar and water, mm-hmm. I do water and then honey. Okay. So it's similar, but it tastes like honey. Yeah. And then I put like a couple dashes of uh, of cinnamon in it. Wow. Boil it up. I do, I think I do, a, I do 0.75 ounce of that. And then I do a half ounce of lime juice. And then I like... Yeah, shake it all up, pour it in, and then I garnish with a lime wheel and a little bit of, like, cinnamon on top. Oh, wow. It's so good. Uh, I found, like, a couple different recipes online, and then I put that together, but that's yeah. kind of, like, my um, my big, like, if I'm going to, like, make them, like, I'll make yeah. a bunch of those. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. The thing about making drinks like that is you have to have everything in the house, though. Yeah, so. that's, yeah, that's <laughs> why, like, you especially with alcohol like different drinks will call for all these different alcohols and then it's like you end up with all these bottles but you just want to make one drink you know so that's why like we're just starting off with like tequila contro and we bought aperol to make like aperol spritzes and i'm gonna try an aperol margarita i saw that on instagram so cool uh, i uh i have lots of tequila because i like buying it because that's what i like to drink okay and then every time i travel i typically will fly from detroit mm-hmm. so i'm out of the country for more than 48 hours so yeah. i can bring a bottle back and not pay duty on it yeah and i always get like they have like high-end tequilas at the duty free for like literally 30 percent of the price yeah um i have like a bunch of bottles of patron um, okay that like I probably like, like I, I have a bottle that's probably like $200 at the liquor store here that I paid yeah. like 50 bucks for. Wow. And so I've like kind of collected those as I travel over the years. Oh, sweet. And then for like all the other kind of alcohols, we, when I got married, you have to buy all the alcohol and then whatever's yeah. unopened, you return it. But you get to take home all the open bottles of alcohol. Oh, okay. So I have like one of everything in my basement that's going to be there for forever. Yeah. All like 40 and 60 ounce bottles of like stuff that I don't really drink. Yeah, well, there you go. Because if you ever want to make a recipe and it calls for like things you wouldn't normally have, you have it. Yeah, just like these really weird things that like I'll never drink. Like I have a giant bottle of gin, which I hate. But like if I ever need like a little bit of gin, I have some probably for the rest of my life. (laughs) Or, like, when people come over, I, like, pawn things off on friends. Like, yeah. here, you drink this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Very interesting. Um, so, uh, like, aside from your whole blog and your plant-based thing, which is, I assume is, like, your number one, like, passion, passion project hobby, mm-hmm. do you have any other hobbies that um, you're kind of interested in that you do? I share a lot of my interests that I like to do outside of work on Instagram. So... Really, I enjoy, yeah, 
making healthy foods, plant-based foods, and um, going to cafes and making coffee. I I just love coffee, and it there's so much to it. Like it, it's just like alcohol. Like it's a fun thing. You can. It's a craft. So it's really fun. Like I have a mocha pot at home and that's been fun. And then when we do buy a house, I'm going to get like a fancy espresso maker. I'm so excited. But yeah, we just don't have a lot of counter space. So it doesn't really make sense now. Um, But yeah, just crafty things like that. Like it, there's just a lot of mindfulness in it. And I just really enjoy like the process of making like a nice cup of coffee and even just sitting at a cafe and enjoying it. Um, But other hobbies, like, of course, I love to explore other cultures and travel, but work is a bit restricting. Like I, um, you know, when you start into the field, you only have two weeks vacation. So you got to work around that and do what you can. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's like the things I enjoy. Yeah, that's cool. Cause, and then it's nice that you kind of get to turn it into like this blog or this yeah. page now and like really kind of dive into it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, for coffee, uh, that's cool. It kind of, yeah, you're right. Like it all ties together. Mm-hmm. Coffee's like one thing that I, I can't drink. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't drink it. It makes me not feel good. Okay, yeah. I get like all shaky. Yeah. I, I hate it. I've tried to drink good coffee before and it's mm-hmm. like, it's really cool, but I like, honestly, I just can't drink it. <laughs> I get that, Yeah definitely when I was I didn't drink it for the longest time like even in university I would if I didn't have much sleep that's only when I would be drinking coffee because you know I had in my mind kind of like it's not good like I should not have it but now I enjoy it so um I only have a cup a day so it's not like I'm going to a point where yeah you start to feel that way but when I was starting like in university and I wouldn't get much sleep and I would have a cup. I definitely got super hyper, but I'm not as affected by it anymore. Like you, you kind of get used to it. And I know there can be anxiety. Um, Some people get anxious when they have a cup of coffee and I can see that in myself, but it doesn't come out a lot. And I normally put a little bit of like an adaptogen in my cup of coffee. So yeah, I, I'll just, I have um, Via Apothecary, it's a health food store in Lakeshore, and I have a mushroom syrup from them, so it's just like a concentrate of, a, I think it's my talkie mushroom, so I just put like a half a teaspoon of that in my coffee, and I find like it kind of balances out that, that like shakiness and anxiety you can have, because adaptogen, adaptogens help with anxiety like that's the one of the main things that why people take them so yeah that's very interesting so that's a big reason why I don't drink it because like it always makes me like really anxious like I can't believe like how much like especially too like if I've ever like because I don't drink coffee, mm-hmm. like, I don't have it at, like, Tim Hortons or McDonald's. Like, if I ever get a coffee, it's, like, because I'm somewhere, like, cool. Yeah. And then that coffee's, like, really strong and yeah. intense. And it's, like, yeah, like, I've had to, like, go lay down before from it. And oh, it's, okay. like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So what is that called again? Yeah, so there's a bunch of different adaptogens. Um, my t- And 
most of the time they're mushrooms. So um, my talkie mushroom is one, but there's also reishi mushroom, lion's mane, um, ashwagandha, and they come in powders most of the time. So you can just put like the tiniest bit in your coffee and stir it in. You can't taste it at all. And yeah, I find that helps. Um, but like I said, now I don't find myself to be have that anxiety. So I think I've gotten used to it. So yeah, yeah. at this point, I don't even know if the mushroom is actually helping me. But um, either way, adaptogens are really healthy for you. But when I was in university, um, I was taking, I was really anxious all the time and just from stress from school. So I was taking daily holy basil and that's another adaptogen. Oh, cool. I'll <laughs> definitely look into those. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. <laughs> uh, can you let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah. So I'm mainly on Instagram. That's my like passion project tylene's plant-based kitchen is the username and i'm also on tiktok the same username tylene's plant-based kitchen and uh, i've been thinking about maybe going on to youtube and posting youtube shorts just starting out but we'll see and <laughs> that's cool when i post my instagram reels mm-hmm. i always like I'm not really big into YouTube and I don't really use it, yeah. but like I already made the video. So I always post it exactly. on there just onto an account. And I've had some yeah. get like decent amount of views on there. Yeah. Even yeah. Though it, I have no following. It's good. Like reach. You never know. Like I don't get a lot of reach on TikTok. So I was thinking like, like, yeah, my reason for TikTok was I post my Instagram reels on there really. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's doing okay, but, like, nothing crazy. So I was thinking, like, maybe I'll try YouTube, and you never know, like, the reach you could get. Yeah, like, I do the same thing. Like, Instagram is really the only one that I, like, care about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just so easy. Like, that's what everybody's on, and, like, yeah. I don't have time to maintain a 100 of them. Yeah. But I figure, like, if I'm going to make the content, I might as well just post it everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So I have a TikTok and a YouTube account okay. um, that I don't, like, use. Like, I don't even go on TikTok, but I do yeah. post on there. Just because, like, yeah, why not, like whatever i already made it it takes 10 seconds to post it somewhere else so yeah exactly yeah i'm glad you had the same idea (laughs) because i didn't know if like that was a good thing to do in the social media industry but yeah Yeah. might as well yeah might as well but instagram's (laughs) always the main focus and then um do you do you have a facebook page for your thing or no no i don't i i didn't expand it out onto facebook facebook's like I use Facebook and Instagram are my two things. Okay. <coughs> I always post everything on both. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook page like for my photography that gets everything, my personal and my artwork as well as the business stuff. Okay. And then Instagram that is split up into two accounts. Yeah. Just cause like feeds look different. Yeah. Um, so everything that's on the two Instagram accounts, both are always on the one Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of how I do it. And it's really easy too. Cause you can link the pages. Yeah. So you don't even have to go post specifically to Facebook. You can just post on Instagram and click post and then yeah. just do it automatically. Yeah, I should do that because um, my grandma doesn't have Instagram. <laughs> I was just going to say for, for like for friends and family, yeah. like Facebook's, you know, then like a few more people see it and it's yeah. just, you know, that's kind of what you're doing it for, like sharing what you love to do. And yeah. the more people that see it, the better, especially if you're already making it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I should do that for sure. Yeah, look into it. Um, well, um, I think that that's pretty much it. Uh, I covered everything I wanted to cover. All right. So thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. 
All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, until next time. That's it.